0: Thank you, God. I can only praise you. That's that's all I've got to give you is my praise, Father. I I'm so in awe of your work, of your wonder, of what you are, of who you are, and of what you've made me because of who you are. God, it's just it's such an honor and a privilege, Father. I pray that you would speak to us, your children. Move me out of the way. God, I don't ask for anything in return. I don't want anything except for your glory to be shown, your glory to be seen at this time in this moment. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Who in here believes that Things happen for a reason. Everybody, if you don't, okay, things happen for a reason. God has a plan and a purpose for every person in this room. Your purpose may be for someone else. Your purpose may be for yourself. Who knows? God knows. Our ways are not His ways. His ways are not our ways. We can't understand, I mean, even a little fragment of who God is or what God's plan is. All we can do is pray that His will be done and step back and let God work through us. Can I get an amen on that? Uh, Let's go to John chapter 9. And while you're finding John chapter 9, I want to clear something up that I may have messed up Wednesday night. Consider it pure joys, my brother... Whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing. Then it says that blessed is a man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. That was James. We're in John chapter 9. Am I we there? Sometimes we go through hard times. (coughs) Let me rephrase that. All the time we go through hard times. Every time we turn around, we've got something else coming against us or at us that is not what we wanted to do that day. Okay? We always make a plan. We'll make out our list of things to do that day. But we don't ever get to do any of it, do we? We set out to go to Walmart. We leave our grocery list behind. The troubles begin. Okay? You go to Walmart and you go, just, well, I know what we need. And you get back home and you're like, we got four meals and we don't have anything to complete any of them, you know? So we're having Cheerios, whatever. But we always try to do it on our own. Okay? When trouble comes, we try to face it on our own. When things happen, we try to handle it on our own. We may call out to God. We may pray to God. God, help me through this. But we don't trust Him to do it. We step out and we try to do it on our own. Okay? God has a purpose and a plan for everything. No matter how... Listen, if y'all don't get anything else out of me today, get this. No matter how bad things seem, no matter how bad things are going in your life, no matter how upside down your world is, and you can't do anything... God's still in control. You hear what I'm saying? God is still in control. There's a throne in heaven. God sits on that throne. God can't fall off of that throne. He's still on the throne. He won't fall off His throne. He's there. He's there forever, forever. Even when we finally come into glory and we see God in His full presence, then guess what? He's going to be on that same throne. And all we can do is honor and admire and praise Him. You need to do that right now and understand that God is on that throne. He's always going to be on that throne. That's where God belongs. That's where God decided that God was going to be. John chapter 9, verse 1. As he went along... He saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, whose sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now, Jesus is bebopping along, and there's this guy, and he's blind. And his disciples, the ones that are the closest to him in all the world, asking, him, whose sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Context. Jesus just told the disciples how they can go out and they can heal in his name. And the disciples, they went out and they healed in his name and they came back bragging to Jesus. Oh, look what we did. Look what we've done. You wouldn't believe that the miracles that were performed that we did in your name. The things that happened because we went out and said that they were going to happen. And now all of a sudden they're back with Jesus and they're like, Well, who sinned? This man or his brother? Who cares? Healing. He needs healing. Healing. So Jesus says to him, that's not my sermon, okay? But Jesus said to him, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. Because you see, in in this time, the the leaders of the church would teach that you could actually sin in your mother's womb. You could sin before you were actually born. A preeminent sin, even. Okay? So, something if something was happening to you, if something was going wrong in your life, then that meant that you had sin in your life, and God was punishing you for that sin. Okay? Sound familiar? Anybody ever mess up and, you know, do something and get a, you know... Go through another hard time because of something you've done, and you say, Well, I shouldn't have done that because this is happening to me now, okay that's judgment that's God's judgment that He passes you know on us while we're still alive, okay, but he'll never put on you more than you can handle, I promise, okay he'll never judge you to the point that you can't make amends and repent of it and ask for forgiveness and be forgiven, but at this time. They want to know who sinned, this man or his parents, because he's blind. Something happened. Something's gone wrong in this man's life to cause him to be born this way. God does not like him for some reason. So what did he do? I want to know what he did, Jesus. Jesus said, neither, this is in verse 3, neither this man nor his parents sinned. Not that they didn't sin, but this is, he wasn't blind because of their sin. Neither this man nor his parents sinned. Jesus said, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. Sometimes things just happen to us so that God can be glorified. That's why James tells us to count it pure joy when we go through these trials. Because God wants to be glorified. And if you can't find joy in glorifying God then get ready because you're about to go through some more and some more and some more until you can find it joy. You know, that that old thing, I laugh to keep from crying. You know that old saying? Okay. Praise God to keep from crying. That's where your hope is. That's where your being, that's where everything that you are in lies is in Christ, in Christ alone, in Christ. So, This man was blind from birth so that the glory of God could be shown in him. And if you don't know the story, I'll summarize it in this because I'm going somewhere else. Jesus spit in the dirt and rubbed the dirt on his eyes. And then he said, go wash in the pool of Salaam. Now he's blind, but he got up and he went. Not only is he blind, but now he's got mud on his face. Okay? Okay. He still got up and went to the pool of Salaam. Didn't, didn't, hey, I can't get there. I can't see. He got up and he went. He believed that if he got to that pool of Salaam, that when he washed his face, he would be able to see. And he did. As soon as he washed his eyes, he could see and he came back and they were like, where's the blind man? I am the blind man. No, we don't trust you. Where's your parents? You remember that? God was glorified Through the healing of this blind man. He couldn't see and now he can. We can't see what God's doing. When God's working. We don't know the outcome of why we're going through whatever we're going through. We just have to trust that we can find that pool of salama, we can wipe that mud off of our eyes because that's what it feels like when we're going through something, right? That somebody's just throwing dirt in your face, okay? And we need to wash that dirt off and refocus and readjust our eyes to be focused on God and God alone, okay? So Jesus is walking along and he sees these, you know, the man blind and he heals him. But go to Acts chapter 3. Now, all of a sudden, Peter and John, his disciples, whom have been healing in the name of Jesus since before the crucifixion and the resurrection, now, all of a sudden, they come upon a man who can't walk. And the people bring him, and they set him out at the temple gate. And every day, they bring him, and they put him there, and they say, he's waiting for somebody to give him something. He's a beggar. Okay? Okay? And he's asking, do you have anything for me? And Peter said, silver and gold I, do I have none. But what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. I want to say that that man was crippled from birth so that he could praise God, so that God could be glorified, right? Because that's what he's doing. He was crippled, now he can walk, he's praising God. He was going through something, now he's not, he's praising God. So whatever it is that you're going through, whatever the struggle, whatever the pain, whatever the hardship is that you're going through, you're going through it so that you can praise God in it, through it, and when you come out of it. Okay? I'm not saying that when you ask God to get you out of it, He's going to drag you out of it right then, and you're going to stand up and you're going to walk. But if you trust Him enough, then you'll see it when He brings you out of it. You'll see Him at work while you're in the middle of it. You'll see God in the middle of My house just burned down. We had a house just outside of our neighborhood that we rode by this morning. I said, that house burned down. When did that burn down? Last night, she said. I'm here to tell you God's at work in that house burning down. I know that. Okay? I know that. After this man raised after they, they healed him in the name of Jesus, and he got up and he went into the temple and he was praising God, everybody was questioning, just like they were questioning the blind man. How did it happen? Who, what happened? You're, that, you, no, you, you're not the same guy. You must have a twin brother. Okay? He says, no, it was for the glory of God that I was healed. Jump down to verse 12. Starting in 11. While the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, men of Israel, or people who believe in God, because they're in the temple. They're in the temple to worship. They're in the temple to worship God. They believe in God. God's performed a miracle. Okay? Okay? Men and women of Trustful, of Margaret, of Tenson, of wherever it is that you're from, you're in the house of God today to worship God. You believe either that God is sovereign and you've given your life to Him, or you believe that there is a God out there somewhere, and I'm still trying to figure it all out, but I'm here because I want to know something else about God. I want to learn a little bit about God. Whatever the situation, either you know Jesus or you don't, but either way you're here, and you're here for a purpose, and that's to glorify God, and God will be glorified. So he says to them, Men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us if by our own power and godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant, Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate. Though though he had decided to let him go, you disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life. But God raised Him from the dead. And we're witnesses witnesses to this by faith in the name of Jesus. This man who you've seen and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through Him that has given Him this complete healing so that you all can see it. Just like in the church back in... The early church, just like back when in the Bible times, okay, I'm just going to use the Bible times. Can I use Bible times? Because I don't know how else to explain it to people who might not understand it right now. Even way back when, people didn't understand what was happening when it was happening. People thought that they knew who God was and trusted God. Trusted God so much that they would follow these rituals and these laws to the T, to the letter, as long as it benefited them. And then, when something miraculous happened, like a man being healed, and basically the man was healed because he believed in Jesus, that's when our healing starts, is when we decide that we believe in Jesus and that Jesus can heal us. That's when healing starts. But they didn't understand what was going on. So that these two disciples that, were, that hung out with Jesus had to explain to them who Jesus was again. Jesus is the Son of God. Okay, If you don't know, I'm going to explain this to you. Jesus came from heaven. The Son of God. God Himself decided to come to earth From heaven because we, ourselves, can't understand exactly what we do wrong when we do it wrong. We don't understand that when we go through things, it's for his glory sometimes. So Jesus came and he said, I will be the atoning sacrifice for everything that you've ever done. I will forgive you. I will make you brand new. I will make God see you in a new light. I will make God see you as he created you. Spotless, perfect, blameless. You've never done anything wrong in your life. And he did that through the cross. We sang the old rugged cross. The shame of the cross. That was a shameful way to die. Yet God himself decided to die on that shameful cross so that me and you and you and you and you and you and you and, you and, you and, you and everyone in this room and everybody on this earth would have an opportunity to believe in Him and be saved. Believe in the name Jesus and you will be saved. If That's all it takes. So where does that tie into things that are going wrong in people's lives? There's no doubt that we all go through hard times. There's no doubt that we share our hard times with others. And when we share our hard times with others, it strikes the hearts of certain people, not all people, but some people. We're moved, okay? And we're distressed that you're in stress. We're surprised sometimes that... You mean you're going through a hard time? That, I mean, that surprises me that you're going through such a hard time. It shouldn't surprise us. Monday night, Brother David called me and said that, uh, hey man, I feel like we're under attack and Satan has come against you know, his, God's people and I think we need to have a special service and kind of head that off. You know, just a special time to pray. And some things have been going on that, you know, I, me trying to take the, the the reins and jump to conclusions. <coughs> I thought, well, you know, go right ahead, but, you know, we can handle it. What we've got going on as far as, you know, our youth group you know we're 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 handling that situation ourselves. You know instead of whatever, and then he said, "Well, listen," he said, uh, "You know God gave me a, a message, and he told he mentioned your name." And I said, "Okay, let me let me pray. I can't do anything. Let me pray about it." So I prayed about it, and 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 I complained about it, and I prayed about it, and. I Basically, God gave me the message. This is what God told me. He said, you've already got the message. Because, see, prior to that, when Brother David was decided that he was going on the mission trip this weekend, he had asked me, pray about it uh, June the 17th. I said, let me pray about it. He said, okay. I no longer turned around, and God told me, I've already given you a message. Okay? The just shall live by faith. The righteous will live by faith, okay? Well, that was, in my mind, for Sunday. And then when Brother David calls me, all that got changed, and it turned out that that was not for Sunday, that was for Wednesday, that was for Wednesday night. So I had to, okay? Keep in mind, Brad's got problems, but Brad's problems are not Brad's biggest concern, okay? I don't... I mean, I, we, I go through stuff, but hey, who, you know what? I deserve half of what I go through, and the other half, I probably did something to deserve it, I just don't remember doing it, okay? So, yeah, you understand where I'm at? So I don't, you know, it don't like, oh, God, why are you doing this? I know why God's doing it, okay? <laughs> you can relate, can't you, Miss Judy? <laughs> Either way, let me, get, let, me get to, let me get to God, let me get to God. Okay. So all that's going on and I'm you know I'm okay I'm for for whatever reason God's calling this special service Wednesday night where the youth don't go and you know bury ourselves in the basement but we come upstairs with you know the social people and socialize with everybody else. There there's a few Teenage students that don't always attend the youth services, okay? They, they get more out of coming up here than coming to the dungeon, okay? No sweat off my back, I understand it. I get more out of coming up here than going to the dungeon myself sometimes, okay? Either way, there's, there's, there are some students that just come up here. Every time I meet a new student, my, the first thing that crosses my mind is, are you saved? Do you know my Jesus? So Wednesday night, lo and behold, one of the students brings one of her friends with her. I can tell you her name, Alexi. That's right, Alexi. Hard one to remember, but I'll never forget her. Alexi is from Pleasant Grove. I met Alexi out in the outside, and I thought, "How nice of it is, is it to have you here?" So she, you know, we come into the service, we're going through the service, and we sing the same song twice. Okay. <coughs> Just like I told y'all, you know, earlier, don't let whatever song you're singing, if if that's not your song at that time, don't let that be your song. Sometimes, you know, in the middle of a song, I'll just, you know, talk to God. You know, I'll pray. And before I say what I'm about to say, let me say this. I will give up every crown, every thing that I have to give back to God when I get to heaven. I would give up every piece Of glory that God is entrusted in me. I would give up my salvation if possible to be able to present the gospel boldly, clearly, and get a response in a positive way. I would lay that all aside just so that somebody might be saved. So, as we're singing this song, I'm praying. And my prayer is God, break her heart. Break her heart so that she is just a shamble. So that she is just broken inside and in need of healing. So we finished the song. We finished the the whole service. And I I was sitting over here, and she was sitting over here. And I got up, and I walked around to her. And I walked up to her. And so help me if Philip didn't just pop out and walk across this church. But he, I walked up to her. And I said, hey baby, how you doing? She says, I'm okay. Smiling. I said, you sure you're okay? You know, You see her start to tear up a little bit. And I said, did you understand anything that... We were talking about tonight. Well, I I, I get that, you know, the world's evil. And I understand that, uh, you know, that I have to be good in order to, you know, be with God. And I said, let me explain it to you the way that it should be explained to you. So that you can understand exactly what was said tonight and exactly what God has done for you. And I presented her with Jesus Christ. I simply told her that you know, she's got all these answers, because we all have these answers. How do you get to heaven, man? Oh, you've got to be good. Oh, you've got to know God. You've got to go to church. You know, my mom, she went to church at such and such church. So you know, I went there when I was little, and I'm going to start going back there. You know, she had all the answers, but she had them all wrong. A lot of good answers, but they were all wrong. And I explained to her that that Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but by me. I told her that no matter how good she thought she was going to be, no matter how good she tried to be, she could never go to heaven. She could never be with God because she hadn't received the only thing that she had to receive in order to be with God. And that was to trust that Jesus was who he said he was. That was to trust that Jesus is able to forgive you of your sins. Remember back when the four guys brought their, their crippled buddy and they couldn't get in the room, but they, they wanted the man to see Jesus. So they ripped the roof off and they lowered him down through the ceiling. And everybody was so, you're busting in on the party. What's going on? And Jesus said, right there in front of them, all the church leaders were there, and Jesus said, right there in front of them, your sins be forgiven. You can't forgive him of his sins. How can you forgive him of his sins? He said, you don't think I can do that? Okay, get up and walk. The man got up and walked. He said, if I can make him get up and walk, I can forgive his sins because that's how big our God is. Okay? Remember, he's on that throne and he'll never fall off of his throne. Anyway, let me get back to the good part. As I explain Jesus Christ and the power of God and what he has done in her life to her, she's crying and she's crying And I asked her, I said, are you ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? She she couldn't even talk. She said, yep, 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 yep. I can still hear. Yep, yep. It's so simple. We prayed, and she got saved, and then she starts telling me, about some of the struggles that her and her family are going through. And I'm here to tell you that just like it was then, just like it is now, your struggle, whatever the struggle is that you're going through, God is going to be glorified through it. Whatever problem you've got, God will be glorified in it. Okay? Somebody, you know, Brother David's not, he's I'm going to pick on him because he's not here. There are, you know, Certain there's certain information that I'm privy to that I can't uh let you know about at this time because you know I'm the pastor. Hey, I get it. I don't wanna know everybody's problems, you know what I mean? Just let me pray. Don't let I don't want to know about everybody's you know, junk. So because of whatever whoever the problems of the body of this church Christ church. Salvation came. Salvation came because there was an attack on people. Because Satan was coming against a body of believers, salvation came. Now, if God's not strong, you can, you, can, you know, I ain't going to tell you to get up and get out, but if God's not strong, God's strong. He is bigger than any problem you've got He's came to, Right now, today, God is going to overwhelm whatever it is that overwhelms you. You got me? Whatever it is that's, that's so big in your life that you can't handle it anymore, God's handling it right now. You gave me a testimony this morning about it. God is in control. He's on the move. And you fixing to get your not only your life back, but your son back. Praise God. Praise God. Did you ever think that was gonna, what that, if that was God's plan? So, here's the deal. Happy Father's Day. But know that as you go and you think about your dad and you think about your father and you think about you know, what he's done for you, remember your father in heaven, just like Brother John said. You know, we have a father in heaven, and you think about what he's done. He's the one that gave you that father that you can go and thank and that you can be proud for. And if you don't have a father that you can be proud of, let me tell you what. You do have a father that you can be proud of and that you can give glory to, and you can praise him. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And he's here. He's ready. He's ready. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you can't stand up and say that if something happened to you when you drove out of here this, this morning and got on that road and you, for whatever reason, something happened, if you can't say that you would wind up in heaven, then I'm telling you that you can go to heaven if something happens. All you have to do is admit that you've done wrong and believe that Jesus is who he says he is. And listen to him. Because believe it or not, that same prayer that I prayed for Alexi, Wednesday night, I come in here, like I told y'all, I'm going to throw every crown I've got, I'll throw them away. But I come in here every, every, every time there's a service, I come in here and I go to that corner right there, and I pray. And I ask God to break every heart, to mend every soul, to speak His Word, to let His Spirit flow for salvation. Every time. Right there in that corner. And then I get up from that corner and I make my way all the way around the sanctuary because that, that corner is just, for whatever reason, it's not enough. I try to leave and I can't. But I trust that God is able to do what I ask Him to do. And I see it. Three, hey, I'm not bragging on Brad, I'm bragging on God. But three youth have received Jesus as their Lord and Savior within a month. Within one month. Two of them, the very first time they came, Y'all want to hear the kicker? Paris brought Alexi. Paris stands up. She's crying. She says, you know what? She said, I had a dream about this. I saw this in my dream. And I said, you get out of here. She said, I did. And then she said, she's crying. I mean, she's bawling. And Paris said that Alexi, was the first person to ever take Paris to church. She said, she's the first one to ever take me to church. And I said, no, you're kidding. And she said, no, way back when, remember that? And she said, yeah, I remember that. I didn't know it was your first time. She said, yes. And now here we are. Ten years later, she brings Alexi. And she tells, she's tells she been on all these mission trips. Alexi has. And she's fixing to leave and go on another one. I said, you know what? Now you can go and do it for real. Now you can go and be the hands and feet of the Jesus Christ that you have accepted, that you trust, that you know. Now you can go and be who you're supposed to be. So when things get out of control in your life, remember that God is at work. Whether it's for somebody else's salvation, whether it's just a test to make you stronger, whether it's so that you can come back and tell somebody else how to react when they go through it, whatever the reason, praise God in it, through it, and out of it, because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if you're not in some kind of junk right now, you're headed into it, and if you are in it, you may be headed out of it, but get ready, okay? Don't just put it in park and think you're fixing to go upstairs, because you're fixing to head right back into some more junk. It's just going to get continually, continually, continually worse, okay? Because once you conquer t-ball, let's go baseball, we saw baseball, once you get grasp t-ball, you move into baseball. And once you get baseball, you move into something else, okay? So right now I want to do this. I want to ask that if, you are in this room right now and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you can. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. If you know Jesus, then by all means, do me a favor. Pray. Pray that someone's heart is broken. If you know Jesus and you're just going through the hardest time you've ever been through in your life to this point, and you need healing, you need God to intervene, you need God to show you where and how He's working in your problem, then by all means, let us know. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you're not sure whether or not you would go to heaven if something happened to you, I want you to just raise your hand. If you're going through a problem and you don't see an end to it and you don't see a way out of it and you just need God to show up and show out in your situation and you need Him to be just shine a light on you to let you know that He still loves you and you need somebody to pray with you over that then just raise your hand. Let us know that God is able. Father, I thank you. I praise you. God, I pray that you come into the hearts and the lives in a such a big way that you come so boldly, so just beat them over the head with a sign that they understand what you have to say about the situation that they're in. God, show them that you're in control no matter what happens, no matter how far we stray, no matter how hard we fight against you, that you and you alone are in control, that you have a plan, you have a purpose. Father, give us peace and comfort to know that you are our God and we've chosen to follow you. And that means wherever you take us we have to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily. And that's not going to be easy. But at the end of it all, you're still God. And all we can do is praise you. So allow us to praise you in the middle of the storm and when we see the next storm on the horizon. When the skies lighten up with lightning and we hear the thunder roll, let us praise you for what's coming. Because what's coming is so glorious. It's your your power. It's your blood. It's your glory that brings us through. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.